With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everyone is fresh-faced. It's the Anfield Rap, Neil Atkinson, Ben Johnson, John Gibbons and Gareth Roberts. It's fair to say there's some hangovers in the room. Everyone's hanging on for dear life. Uh, but everyone also overjoyed Liverpool. With a Champions League qualifier on the horizon, we'll come back to that in a minute. It's not as though they've absolutely guaranteed that fourth getting into the Champions League yet. There is a two-legged qualification process they are going to have to go through, but they will be seeded. At least Phil Blundell tells me they'll be seeded, and he does the science on this. Uh, but let's talk first and foremost about Liverpool, three middles, but a nil. And Gareth Roberts, what a win that proved to be. Yeah, it was a belter, wasn't it? Um, big, big win for Liverpool. Um, big win for Everton. Liverpool want to do over the next few years, really. I mean, as you say, you've got to... Jump this qualifier here, but you know, I fancy Liverpool to do it. Um, I think, as you say, being seeded is massive and should mean that we get a relatively uh, easy ish game. I mean, we can get teams like Hoffenheim, can't we, and things like that. I think so. You know, I say easy. Sport and Lisbon, they're a good size, yeah. Um, but it, it, it just is huge, it is huge. And you know, I watched Klopp's um, post match press conference thing as well before, and he was talking about just sort of you know, everyone always talks about the money. And he, and he said, forget all the money for a minute. Just on a sporting level, it's huge to yep. play in the Champions League. And, and Liverpool need to be in it and be in it regularly. And that's all yesterday was about. I think, um, you know, many times we've said, you know, towards, especially towards the end of the season, just win, just win it anyway. And, and that was another of those occasions. And it was starting to get a little bit nervy, I thought, as it was getting towards the end of that half. I mean, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about that and... and criticising other fans for that but I think it's just human nature it's a nervous time and you know if we were sitting here today having finished fifth you know the whole the whole of the club players, fans everything manager would have been absolutely deflated so it was really really important to win and we won it's mad that the, the, the fan thing um, because it's so counterintuitive and I, and I agree it is human nature but I think it's it's been sort of Exaggerated and, and and built up for us because of the because of what we've been through as a club for like the last ten years. You know the 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 nonsense of Hodgson and Hicks and Gillette and Benitez's demise and then Rodgers' nearly sort of campaign when it when it sort of fell away at the end. And and it and I think we've come as a fan base. We've got a little bit. It, me and Asma talking about it yesterday. A little bit um, pessimistic. And Klopp mentions it, and in, in, you know the the interview we give after the thing. He says uh, one of the things he says is obviously we are not confident enough in general. That's how it is. Always when something doesn't work, it feels like something slips through your fingers. So it's like this. Oh no, again, it's like this. And he's bang on. And we are a little. I think. But I think. I think the more we win, the less it'll be like that. Mm. And the better we are, the less it'll be like that. Because and I think it's it, just having shared experiences. It's that's the thing. And and it's a similar it's similar to why some of the players who've been there for a while like Skirtle why it was a good idea for him to go because he's been used to getting beat a lot for a Liverpool player yeah. for over the span of his career and and we just need we needed to win and we did and it was great and we needed the goal more than anything because everyone everyone's heads had gone like like my head had gone in that I was doing that stupid thing where you're adding to the hostile atmosphere by screaming at everyone to calm down the top of my voice fucking calm down <laughs> 
and everyone's looking at you like, lads, you're worse than anyone. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all right. I thought the, the atmosphere was really good, yeah. don't get me wrong, but but it comes. getting edgy when, when Coutinho had two shots on the spin, and we look and and both it sort of looked like our game plan then because we started really well, I thought, and then it looked like our game plan had faltered a little bit, and then everyone started shooting, mm. and then the, the, the goals come through. Everyone heads go, oh, look at Everton there, and all, you know, all the shit houses and yeah. all that, and then everyone's heads had gone. And then, like, City was scored City like four like in about two nil. minutes. And they somehow, <laughs> they somehow got both Champions League places because they, they scored 10 goals and everyone's heads had gone. It was just, it was weird. It was a weird 10 minutes. Like, Lovren started doing mad stuff again. Um, it was just a mad 10 minutes, and the goal was so important. Because um, half time would have been horrific. Yeah. And and you could tell how massive it was. I mean, not just for the celebrations. I loved it. I loved the way the players celebrated right in front of the cop. Thought that was superb. It was going off on the cop itself, but but also just underneath the cop at our time was mad. Like I have, it hasn't been like that all season. It was like everyone, everyone went for a pint. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, and and, it, and everyone was singing underneath the it cop. Was metal, well. wasn't it? Yeah, the and concourse in the camera yeah. was like that. It was mad. It was. It made no sense. And it was just. It was just like everyone had gone. Thank fuck with that. I'm having a bevy. I'm having a bevy, <laughs> and everyone had like lost all the like uh, you know social norms. So they were just pushing people out the way to get <laughs> everyone's heads had gone. Like, like, like what, what, what are we doing? Get a, get a pint of that. And fucking dragging drinks out of people's hands. Like, that. like when you come home from a festival <laughs> and you forget that like you can't just have a week in where you want. <laughs> Maxies. <laughs> what? <laughs> It was no, it was. I it, it, it got it. They blew them away. I mean, it's the it's it's the blowing them away either side of half time, and that's it was as though the players then you know they 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 weren't all having a bevy at half time, but it was as though they've got into that dressing room. They've been acting like that themselves. They they couldn't. You got the impression they couldn't wait to get back out and just do it. Yeah, and then it, it really was, and it was again. It, it's it speaks to the balls and the professionalism that they've actually shown on the road in this run of they just they, they must have been climbing the walls to get back out. He doesn't need to do a team talk there at half time. You know what I mean? They would have mm. they'll have been absolutely. If anything, he's probably tried to say to them, "You just need to relax a little bit, yeah. boys," because it was it was that mass pile on in front of the cop. It was real. It was we're all in this together, and then it was it was let, let us at them. Let's just get this out the way. Yeah, I mean, Klopp, Klopp said again afterwards that you know the they weren't doing a lot wrong. He, he was just saying you know sort of releasing the ball at the right moments and that sort of thing. And you know that's how Vinaldo you know gets in, isn't it? For the goal, you know, for me, you know, great yeah. pass, great first touch. And then just absolutely blams it. You know, there's no messing around there. It's just like, you know, I'm not going to look for another pass. I'm just absolutely blasting this. And it's going in. And happy days. And yeah, I think um, I think you could see the nerves starting to get to them towards the end of the half. And it felt like it felt like a match you'd watch loads of times before where Liverpool don't don't do it. Um, where, where they're just getting frustrated by, you know, a team putting everyone behind the ball. So to just get that moment with Ronaldo was huge. And yeah, I think I think they didn't want the whistle to go then. And I think I think Middlesbrough as well. I mean, I I we were talking about it last week, and I was saying, you know, I, I think Middlesbrough could be for professional and all that sort of thing, and blah blah blah, and a little bit of pride and and whatever you want, you can pitch it how you want. But I think once that goal went in for them as well, they just thought, well, ah, well, that's that then, isn't it? Um, and there's obviously the mad moment, like like Ben says, with uh, with Lovren and the little tussle just outside the box. Could have been a pen, maybe. Well, I mean, it was. I was watching it from the other end of the pitch, and at the time, it's quite the pen. 
I've watched it since though, you know. I, it's I, not I, as clear cut yeah, when you watch not. it on the telly. Yeah, it's in not. the grounds. I was like, it's in the grounds. The biggest pen I've seen in my life. Yeah, same. And then I've watched it back. I liked how everyone was a grass as well. It was, it was a real. We, 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 we all but appealed for it ourselves. It was everyone on the ground was. Oh my god, it's a pen. I mean, I, I. He was good, him actually. Bamford, he, he, he played him well because he just slows his run a little enough to. So good he player. Goes, he's a good player. Just slows enough so he goes in the back of him. There's not loads of contact, but I think it's a pen. I think it, I think if it was given. Isn't it, the contact just outside, though? Yeah, whatever it is. I yeah. mean, a foul, free kick, yeah. pen, whatever. But I think it, you know he knows what he's doing, by the way. But then, but then Lovren's just like he's mad, and he, he, he I think he is mad, Lovren. I think he's. Yeah, he did. A, he did a couple of months. When he whacked he? it over the back, over the ground, it's like yeah. just for no reason. Yeah. Well, there was one where he just like pops up and just adds it straight into the main for no reason, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> and there was, you know, one where a, a ball's like sort of coming down to him, he just sort of just swipes at it like there's a mad thing to control it. I, I think I think he's one player that n- nerve seems to get to. Yeah. And I think I think that came across again yesterday. Um, John, uh, it was. Talking about sort of blowing them away and all of that sort of stuff. Noticeable as well. It was the three goals from midfield. The three scorers yeah. are all playing centre. Are all playing in in what you can convert, what you can say is midfield there today, uh, yesterday, and that's something that's improved throughout the whole season. Really, goals from midfield, but it was you know good finishes, good composure, and also being there. And that's the you know one of the things you can take from this from the, from from the, the whole of the season is that there's there's just been more men in the box. There's been more men getting on the end of things. More men taking a bit of a gamble. Yeah, it makes a massive difference, and I think when when Alden scored, I think that was the first time really one of the midfielders had gambled. I think before that they were a little bit too deep. I thought Coutinho was far too deep. I thought he was, you know, he was deeper than Chan a lot of the time. And you think, yeah, he's dropping back and there's you know there's taking the ball off the centre half, and and I think you know for for a while they were just a little bit safe, and maybe it was nerves, or maybe it was just feeling the way into the game. I don't know, but that when Alden won was the I think the, the first time where where he goes to look to get ahead and, and gets his reward. And then after that, I thought he was doing it constantly. Lalana, the goal comes the third one. It's just it's just getting men in the box, isn't it? And if, he, if he's not there, then it, it, you know, it drops for someone else and you think, oh, you know, oh, we haven't, you know, they, they've defended it quite well or whatever, or, or, they, or, you know, oh, we haven't created anything. It's just, it's just having that extra attacking player and that's what you'd like to see throughout next season, really. It's just a... <clears throat> Just to find find a way to get as many attacking players on the pitch as you can, and obviously you need balance, and you know you need the, the team needs to be set up well and set up right. But just just having someone who you think, well, yeah, they can see how he gets in the box and I see how he gets me ten, then it's 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 a massive improvement, you know, from from what we've seen, you know, in in the past where you know there's, there's just you know there's just not enough lads on the pitch who you think are going to get you the goal. Uh, there's there's the. What then goes on in the game? It's a difficult game to talk about at length, Ben, because it's 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 completely finished by the mm-hmm. Almark. It's uh, and everyone, you know, if, uh, it reminds me that they might they might they can make an argument that maybe you, you should be able to throw towels in sometimes because you know Agnew was just they were all it, it was all gone from Middlesbrough then and and Liverpool, you know, news must have filtered through that. For instance, there's no point no point putting the goal difference on here, lads. Mm-hmm. City are over over the hill and far away, and mm-hmm. it just became a it just became a bit of a washout really from the Almark. Yeah, it is, and and you know. It's funny, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough started well, and and but it's the same with any team in that situation. They're almost looking for their excuse to have to stop having to do anything. Yeah, you know, as soon as the first goal goes in, as you said before, it's like 
it's like oh well never mind but it's all it's almost like oh get in now we now we now we have yeah. now we're going to get beat so we don't even have to track that not not that they don't have to work as hard but they don't <clears> have to you know they can knock off and say well we're going to get beat anyway so fucking give me a break and the manager's not going to have a cob on with them for very long because they're all going on holiday today so they only have to deal with them for like a couple of hours and then they just say oh lad do us a favour I'm, I'm getting off you do me in. shut up <laughs> um, do you know what I mean so yeah. no I thought it, I thought it was a it was a funny game. It was it was a funny game, and, and but I think the point about about the midfielders about having more men ahead of the ball. I think I think what we did really well at the start of the season was being able to pass the ball forwards always. You know, people being able to turn and the strange sort of last few months where we've had, or last last few weeks where we've struggled at home is, is is where it's just been sideways and no vertical passes at all, um, and that was obviously done for you know limitations of the players that were available, but also. I think I thought there was a lot of pragmatism involved in terms of well let's just get the points we need to get. We're only going to need to get a certain amount of points. Let's get them, and however we get there, it doesn't really matter. Um, turns out we were better away from home for a few weeks, but yesterday was a return to the start of the season of being able to pass the ball and movements and people arriving in the box. Um, and a couple of times where we broke with real intent, you know, the Lalana third goal comes from a big long break with like four or five lads getting ahead of the ball. We haven't done that for a while. We haven't really been able to because we've had a lot of the play in our, in just them camped in the box. And we broke really well yesterday for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, next season, you'd like that sort of attack and it sort of intent to be the, the sort of go-to plan. And I think that's what we're going to find. I think Coutinho playing deeper. I actually liked Coutinho's position yesterday. Um, first half, I thought he was he was slightly deeper, but then but then he's got if he's got movement ahead of him, he's, he's so good at picking that pass. There was like three or four chances in the first twenty minutes where it was just the the, the movement was great, but it was the the sort of technique of the pass let us down a couple of times. But Sturridge was in three or four times. His movement was brilliant, mm-hmm. um, and he just doesn't get it. So. Coutinho got to play that position for me next season um, and you can't imagine that we're going to struggle with teams sitting in as much when he plays there yeah he's a bit unlucky storage isn't he it's, it's, it's on paper it's a bit of a quiet game for him but he was he was trying to play on the shoulder um, a lot more than, than what you've maybe seen of him in other games and, and and I agree with you Ben there was a couple of times you just thought he's in there and maybe the pass wasn't that quite right so one, a couple of times uh, they, didn't, they didn't hit the pass I think there was one way to, where where he's screaming and then we chant for it and doesn't get in it. And I think it could be quite hard to do that sometimes as a as a forward because you know he wants to get on the ball and he wants to drop deep and he wants to you know get on get on 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 the ball because all footballers do. But you know he was he was deliberately playing quite high up at all storage and trying to get on the shoulder and do that. And he's a bit unlucky really because you know it's not his fault if if the pass doesn't quite happen. Where the Coutinho thing, John, sort of frustrated me wasn't wasn't particularly Coutinho, but it was this. That both Firmino and Lalana were almost coming to let them to play little ten yard balls next to him. That was what you know because he was coming deep, and then suddenly Firmino just wants to open up an angle for his mate and go, "We are, you just pop it off to me, mate." And they're doing that. But now, rather than earlier on in the season when they were doing it, they're doing it sort of on the edge of the area. They're now actually doing it. 30, yeah. 30, 35 yards back, and at times I was a bit come up for, for me. I thought for me, you know, had a funny game. You don't know how fit he is. You don't want to sort of say too much on it because you don't know quite where he is himself. But I was watching it with for me, you know, at times thinking you, 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 in any whilst you're clearly much better than Divokarigi, Divokarigi would just go and play as a centre forward and be yeah. running around and running mm-hmm. channels and trying to make those angles rather than you deciding you want to come and play a bit of football. 
Yeah, me again. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was. I mean, as you say, you don't know how fit he is for me, you know. But um, he's 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 a, he's a funny player in that he's sort of he's sort of without position, isn't he? He's, he's a footballer kind of who who, who, who transcends position in in some ways, and, he, and he's someone who you know he does the false nine thing quite well. But but he's he's sort of false whatever he's whatever he's being asked to do, and I think. In in a four four two diamond, we saw the benefits of having of having two up front at West Ham and someone, as you say, who do a job. And Divock's going you know, to become that player really in terms of you know you know he's he's had a little bit of a disappointing season, but he will do the job for you that you ask him to. And I think I think we saw the benefits of that at West Ham. Just someone who's able to pull wide, just someone who's who's able to create space for his for his partner and and you know tie up. You know, you need something to think about, and I think t- too often for me, no, really wasn't 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 giving them enough to think about. Really, he was he was decorating the game rather than kind of going bloody hell. You got to watch out for him. I, I just wondered whether the, the pressure was getting to them a bit in that first half. I was a little bit disappointed in sort of the the speed that they moved the ball and and the speed of thought. Really, I mean, there was little almost openings where. They didn't quite see a few of them didn't quite seem to be on the same wavelength. Like someone try a pass and someone else hadn't read it, and you know there was there was arms going up. But also, I just thought you know the the rare times that Middlesbrough were coming out a little bit, we were far too slow to try and get at them back. You know it 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 was as though everyone wanted was so being so deliberate with the passing, not wanting to fuck it up almost that it was slowing us down. You know it wasn't sort of. Intuitive stuff. It was just so. It, it, it was really deliberate passing. Like I do not want to give the ball away here. And it was a bit. It was a mad game. I mean, I think you like you said before. Like it's a, almost a weird game to have a a big conversation about because because of the way it was and because of what it had riding on it. It was like as soon as the, as soon as the ones in, well, you know, it's done almost. Mm. And then it, and then you know, second half it was how much the Liverpool want to score. Like how many do they want to score? Because if they really went for it. You know, Middlesbrough were there for the taking for an absolute cricket score, but as it was, they just got to three, and then everyone just went, "Well, that's sound, isn't it? Uh, we'll, 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 just count, we'll just count the clock down now, and everyone in the stands going, "Hurry up, boys! Want to go for a pint?" Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 yeah, we know we've won. No, it was, I, I, and the most telling part of that was almost the, the, the referee's two minutes added on at the end. Yeah, like it, it felt like they'd gone. What's the least we can just get away with here? There's, there's, and you know, I've sat in three nils where they've added four minutes on at the end and all that sort of stuff, but. Those games, they just feel like there's more skin in them, there's more teeth in them. By that point, it really was everyone. Maybe the referees themselves had had a chat and said, "Listen, we've, you know, we, we do this quick, we can get a dart." There's traffic here because these are all going to stay and clap these. Yeah, yeah, we'll just get straight off here. Not even no showers, lads. Showers, lads no today. showers, lads. Went in. Uh, you keep your boots on. <laughs> you're, you're, those of you who aren't driving, keep your boots on. Fourth official's got his trainees. He's driving us. It, 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 definitely an element of that. Yeah, there was all rounds on it. Um, it's it's a I mean it's a natural consequence of the, the circumstances of the game as 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 Robbo said you know as soon as one nil goes in that's it done, um, and then I thought the Lucas the, the Lucas substitution was almost at that point it was almost like that's it now you don't even need to score any goals we're bringing Lucas on, just keep it because it's, I think it's it's a lot easier to keep the ball when the other team aren't really pressing you than to try and break them down because if you try and break them down you give it away you've got to work to get it back so we were just start oh, we're done here fine these aren't gonna score. We'll just keep the ball for twenty minutes, and then the crowd starts doing that daft thing of shooting for Lucas every oh. time, which just isn't funny. Um, and that sort of that impacted on the atmosphere as well because it. You There's know, some mad song. Why? Why were we going through like a whole songbook for for players? Well, they did Alonso, didn't they? Did Alonso, and then that which sort of made sense, gates. but then people don't get it. Like, like they don't get the significance. What are we doing, Garcia? For well, because I think that's the just because it's like association or Alonso or who else is Spanish. And then Sammy, Sammy, it was weird that whole thing, and then 
it, I was trying to get Roger on, Colin. <laughs> Gibbo absolutely fumes about Garcia. You know, I can feel it now. I could feel him next to me bristling. That was doing that. I felt like he was these pricks are doing Garcia Sh- again. There was a there was a John Reese. Did you yeah. hear the John Reese? Yeah. Yeah. Neil had oh, gone to the toilet. Thankfully, had you? I didn't have the heart to tell him when he did came back. There, there was quiet John Reese. But then Adam leaned into me and said, "There's a bit of evidence of people liking a song more than a player." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is an element to that. I mean, I, yeah, I would say, to be fair, you know, in 15 years' time, I think we're all going to be still singing Ginny Wijnaldum. Absolutely. Because the song, it's the song, the song's it's absolutely the song fabulous. The so good. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's fabulous all round. And I was pleased that he got the opening goal, actually, Gareth, because I think he used to find a lot of, a lot of all round across the, the whole of the season, really, in terms of when there has been games where he's struggled to impact, but then there's been games where he's been absolutely integral. And you know that it's it sort of feels a little bit like Ginny Wijnaldum's season in a strange way. When I was reflecting on it yesterday, yeah, and he's got, you know he's weighed in with a few goals, hasn't he? Also eleven assists, and but yeah, you're right in terms of like his tempo and his game. Often, very often, seems to sort of dictate how well Liverpool play as well at times. And actually, I thought he was struggling a little bit in the first half at times. He gave it away a couple of times, and I thought, I'm not sure whether he's going to be at it here. But then the goal's fantastic, and and it just changes the the story of the match really. And yeah, he's he's been good, hasn't he? I mean, he's been a good signer, and I think I think all of the buyers really, you know, maybe aside from um, what's he called keeper, yeah. Um, um, you know they've um, they've been good buys, and like it feels like we should sort. You know, there's been a, a loads and loads and loads of analysis over the years about you know how, how good or bad Liverpool's buys have been. Loads of people have got stuck into Michael Edwards, and you know he remains this mad shadowy figure that never speaks or does any kind of public things. Full stop, which is a, a bit strange for someone in his position, I think, but. Last summer, whoever was making the decisions, and you presume it's the manager making the final one still. Well, he got a lot of them right, didn't he? I mean, I think you know everyone. Everyone's fine with Mane being out there on the pitch yesterday and getting the Player of the Season award. No one's questioning that. But there was plenty of people questioning it when we were buying him. Plenty of people saying, "I'm not sure about spending all this money on this fella. He's not, he's not that good. And why are we going to Southampton shopping again and all that sort of thing?" And now everyone's like, he's belted him, isn't he? And, and like, we've missed him, and won't it be brilliant next season when he's back in with his pace and all that sort of stuff? So, you know, maybe maybe you should trust him a little bit more in in every respect. Trust him, you know, hopefully to do well in the in the transfer market. Trust him now as a team as well, as a group of players that can win football matches in different ways, which is a great habit to have taken into next season. There's... Well, some of the most interesting parts of the stuff actually around the game, you know, Lucas, you mentioned before, Ben, we'll come back to him in a second, but there's something around the manager's, the manager's demeanour post-match, which was, which I thought was fabulous, to be honest with you, in terms of his attitude of, in a couple of different ways, firstly, it was just another game, and he was he, he, he was absolutely hammering that home, I thought, this idea that it was the biggest game, blah, 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 and he's like, no, no, they're all the biggest game, and I think he was trying to get that message over to everyone, including his own players, you suspect, mm-hmm. in that, the next thing that he's saying as well is that it's the bare minimum, this is this is the bare minimum of what we should be doing, so it was as though he was saying, listen, this is every season now, lads, this is, for this to work, this has got to be every season, it goes back to what you were saying before, the more it happens, the more we'll all get back used to it again. But he seems very, you know, it's it is the idea that no, this is just what we've got to do, and 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 this is this is the bare minimum. This is every season, and everything else comes on top of this now. The, the, the great thing about about the manager, um, and the great thing about the comments after the game yesterday was like it was like it was echoing a lot a lot of what 
I think as well, and and and, all, and you know other people you speak to think in that this is a pivotal moment. I think for Liverpool as a club, and and they've they've, they've got to grasp the this the, you know grasp the metal now and, and bat on, um, in terms of in terms of acting like the club that we are. You know, and, and but the but the rewarding and the boss thing yesterday was Klopp saying the exact same thing. He's like, we're one of the biggest clubs in the world, mm. and this is the minimum standard. This this getting in this tournament every year because we should be in it because we're one of the biggest clubs in the world. And we've got to be one of the best teams in the world, and you know all the comments he made about the club. The club's in a really good place. All every everything through the club is in a good position, um, and it does seem to come across that way. You know that loads of the decisions that they're making. <clears throat> I think that, that, that as an organisation, they're making them because they want to be the best in, in what they're doing, and hopefully the transfer back in this year will evidence that. Um, and it, and it, the the brilliant thing about Klopp is he's he's just he just cuts through all the nonsense and just gives you exactly what you want as a fan to hear. We want to be the best in the world. We want to play in the best competitions in the world. We're not asked about the money. It's What's not it, the money. It seems like a bit of a almost I don't know if it's the right phrase, but like a bit of a final throw if you like, because you you basically got you at, at the time when we got Klopp. Klopp was like basically the you know one of the hottest managerial properties if you like. You know there was, he was linked with a lot of jobs. He got, he got our job. He come he come here. We've given him the big long term contract. You know the the building a new a new air training centre. Even you know even given the, the the job to Tony Barrett that they've given to Tony. Um, all of these things make sense, like you say, and 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 are good things and and show a, a club pushing in the right direction. But also as well, I don't think there's anywhere else for them to go other than do this. If you know what I mean, like like this, this is a bit of a final throw. Like if it doesn't work when you've got Klopp. And it doesn't work when you give Klopp some money to spend. Then, is it ever going to work? Type of thing. You know, where do you go next after that? But the other thing that he's throwing out, which I think is is in there, and you're right, I agree with all that, Gareth. The other thing that he's throwing out there, though, is we, you know, we we can all look at this table at the minute, and you've got it in front of you, printed out, and it's it's it, there's loads of little bits in the table that I think are interesting. But one of the key things is that Arsenal and Man United are beneath us, mm. and what he's, I think, what he's trying to, one of the things again he's trying to say there is there's loads and loads of doubt. In the Premier League, as to who's going to come in the top four next season, Arsenal, Man United could be in the top four, and any two of the sides above them could be the sides that miss out for a variety of reasons. Injury crisis goes deep into all cup competitions. You name it, it could happen to any of the sides yeah. that are above us. You know, Chelsea have come from where they've come from, which was beneath us last season to finish top. I think one of the things he's trying to say, and one of the things he's trying to, the message he's trying to get out to the world is, this is us now. This is us. We're not messing about. This is us. This is what we're about. This is what we expect. And and and. I think it's it's something that's going to be said to the to, to signings. A lot of this becomes about recruitment and getting new players and saying to them, "No, you're coming to join a Champions League club and a club that will be in the Champions League because that's the thing we're going to ensure happens." Yeah, and that and that that sells huge, isn't it? I mean, you know, obviously we romanticise our own club and obviously we celebrate past victories and all that sort of stuff because <coughs> we do because it's a club we love and it's our club and everything else. But you know, to some fella who's brilliant at footy who's playing in Germany or something. You know, he might, he might have, he might have heard of Liverpool, but he's a, he's also heard of Arsenal. He's also heard of Man United, Chelsea. He's heard of all the great clubs all around Europe, and, and Liverpool have got to stand out in that market because there's no there's no secrets about who, who, who are top players. And, and when you know when Liverpool yeah. are linked with them, there's always five or six other clubs who are also linked with them. Yeah. And, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, Klopp was saying about you know 
there's, there's like this really uh, sort of simple analysis that people do as though like you know he's finished this game now and like like this afternoon he'll, he'll be in an office going all right then so uh, let's buy this fella and let's buy this fella and, and, and he was like you know I've been working on all that for a while you know you know what I mean I've already worked out who I want and most of that that work's done do you know what I mean it's done that like like like, like they all go. Hang on, there's something we've got the to do. Something we've got to do before we go on holiday. Got to do something tomorrow. We've got a day tomorrow. We've got, we've got, got to do the diary. Yeah. Out, out of office. <laughs> Put me out of office, Sean. Unplug the telly. Unplug the telly. Sign, Bleach sign the toilet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, we need a new right winger. Or <laughs> fucking hell. Why did you say something earlier? It's alright. We'll get one in better, though. <laughs> but he was, in, he was interesting on that though because he also said something like, you know, he said a lot of the work's done and a, and a lot of it's just about negotiation now and seeing what happens and. Um, but he said, you know, we'll go to Australia, we'll come back, and then everyone's on holiday after that for a bit. And he said, but, you know, I'll still be doing bits of work, but I'm used to it. And he said, and anyway... I've got my phone. He said, well, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. He basically said, I've got a phone, and I'm able to say on a phone, Liverpool's great, you know. Liverpool's well, a great place to come and play football. On that, and that's the other thing that was coming out, I'd say this is why, and the Tony Barrett thing that comes beforehand as well, John, is... It's feeling as though one of the things that Klopp's trying to do is, is have us get better at telling our own story. Yeah. That it's something that we've become really, really bad at. And it's something we talk about on all these shows. It's one of the reasons why we literally do this thing here, which is that, you know, it's because we think that this football club's absolutely brilliant and we think there's loads of reasons why it's absolutely brilliant. And Klopp, you know, the interview he does with Paul Joyce the other week, which I was rereading before, you know, everything about it, it feels like he's trying to get into a place for everyone of, no, let's talk about, let's tell our story. This is who we are. This is what we're about. And this is just one piece of that jigsaw this coming forth thing yeah I really liked what they did with Lucas after the game and I think that's part of it as well you know it yeah. wasn't it wasn't kind of a showy thing or not and it came a little bit out of blue but it was nice and the banners were there for him and I think becoming you know being seen as a football club that loves their footballers I think is a really a really good thing I like the fact that it was Gerard who gave Manny the, the play with the season award you know stuff like that just just kind of reinforcing that you know if you do well here they'll love you and, um, you know, Lucas hasn't really even done that well, really, in terms of, you know, trophies and stuff like that. But he's put it in and he's he's been through a lot and, and, and the players appreciate it. I love the, you know, the fact that the golden samvers still happens and the players look made up for them, even, even if they are a bit confused yeah. why they've got a gold trainee. But, like, <laughs> but, you know, they get into it and everyone kind of buys into it and the stewards allow it for, for it to happen and stuff like that. And it's just reinforcing. It's a place where you go, do you know what? We love you, you know. And I know we're a bit mad sometimes and we're a bit off our heads. But, like, you know, if... If you score a goal, we're going to go absolutely mad and we're going to celebrate forever and we're going to drink the whole world. And Neil's missus will pour Sambuca down your neck and it'll be fine. All these things happen. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's this, it is, Ben, it's, it is that sort of, this is, it's making, it, taking the club's legend. And, you know, you can, I think you can, we're all guilty of it sometimes. You can talk a little bit too much about the, the history of the club, but, mm. but what, this fourth place does is it's not just the money it's not just the qualification thing it's not even being able to say to, to teams to players sorry we're in this we're in this competition that you want to come and play in but it's actually what it does is it puts that history in the present context we're a European giants this is this club's a European giant it is it is a European giant for me I've, I've wrote it in my review yesterday there's, for me there's five six clubs in Europe and everyone else pales in, it pales in comparison to the reality the, the, champ, the current champions pale in comparison to Liverpool Football Club and being a being in this competition means that you're able to tell that story and say, no, this is this is who we are, and and I, I do wonder if there's any better storyteller of this type in terms of a manager, a figurehead than Klopp. And I think that I think the point you're making, you know, you've got you have got to be in it to say it, otherwise you just sound like a bit of a divvy. You're just banging on about things that happened ten years ago, twenty years ago, and if you're not in the competition, 
or you're not, you know, you're not, you're not getting seventy odd points a year. You, you know, you're finishing sixth, seventh, and eighth. Then you just look a bit soft. Do you know what I mean? You look like a bit hollow. It's like, yeah, it's it's a nice chat, but what you're actually saying, is, I don't care, mate, because you just aren't producing anything on the pitch. And I think you're right. He he is the perfect manager to 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 sort of act as this figurehead for this club because because he doesn't talk shit. You know, everything he says is everything he says comes across with a value. Um, and it's authentic, and you can you can hang your hat on what he's saying, and it doesn't ever, hardly ever come across as as flannel. Whereas like, you know, say we want about Rogers' managerial abilities, and he's I think he's actually really good, but a lot of the stuff he says when he was Liverpool manager come across as flannel, and that's just the way, in the way he delivers it in his in his own inexperience of management, whatever it was. There's just a completely different ability to deliver a message, and Klopp is so good at it. And I think he is. It is like a sell now. It's a I think, and but I think that the thing is, it's a sell to the outside world and to players who are coming. But it's also a sell to us, to the fans, and to his existing squad. It's like, hang on, this is where we belong now. Start acting like. And that comment he made about, comment he made about we're not confident enough. And we're, and you know why is it all? It was always your, it's just our luck kind of thing. He's trying to get shut of that. This isn't just well, our luck. Our luck is we make our own luck. Let's bat on. And start winning things. So, resilience across the whole of the season. Gareth is something I think, you know, we're going to do season reviews in the next few weeks. Uh, we're starting them next week, but you can begin to pull this in and you can pull it into yesterday's game as well in terms of when they do get the goal, they then become exceptionally resilient and that they, they're backing themselves. But for instance, we, we get on the back about our own resilience at times as a football club, but we've lost, we've we've only lost six games in the league this season. We've lost far fewer games than Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal actually won more games than us this season, but we've lost fewer. And all the way through the season and, you know, these... The, the, the four away games at the end of the season, I think it's difficult to actually accentuate the importance of them, but also what they demonstrated about this side, that it wants it wants to be a resilient football team, a serious football team. Yeah, and, and let's not forget, loads of people looked at those fixtures and went, you know, Liverpool have had a wobble here, and, and they're the type of games Liverpool lose, you know, going to Stoke and West Brom. Well, for Monday night looked awful from yeah, a distance. All, all They did, and, all, and we were all, you know, the, the mindset you're talking about there, that Klopp's trying to change, was affecting all of us. Because we were all going, how many times? And, and, and Klopp's pointed out before, it's a different group of players and all that sort of thing, but it doesn't matter. Again, going back to sort of human nature and what you've experienced as a fan, just for whatever reason, you've started to think it's like in our DNA a bit now to, to lose these type of games, to get bullied, to, to not be able to get over the line. And, and so to do this, is that's why it's so important. I mean, it is a little bit weird and some lads started having a go at me on Facebook because I put that in, in the little Facebook post on the final whistle. But it is a little bit weird to to get just get fourth, and then it's like, well, we've got to play off. And there's no, you know what I mean? There's no cup. There's no, you know, in twenty years' yep. time, you're not going to go. Well, remember that time when we finished fourth? But but it is pivotal, like Ben said before. It's huge. It's only the second time in eight seasons that you know we've had a, a shot at the Champions League, and and that's not good enough for Liverpool. So. You know, Klopp saying the right things in terms of now, okay, we've got this chance, but take it and, and get up to a higher level now and, and stay there. And I think what, what, what we also haven't said on here, and which is brilliant, is basically doing what we've done yesterday. We've made Arsenal the crisis club now. They're slapped all over the front and back of, of newspapers with Wenger's face, you know, gutted and all the fans kicking off. And Wenger even starting to blame the fans now, which is a really bad move for him. <laughs> That's proper. That, that's proper Hodgson's gear. That so, so the you know, and I'm. It's it's fantastic to see because they're a great club as well. 
and and they've been in the Champions League yeah. what every year since ninety seven. And, and but the mad thing for them is they haven't they've done exactly what they always do. They've got seventy five points. Yeah. yeah, and that was a qualified more than last got last year. Yeah, that was a qualified them every year for the last twenty years. So yeah. they, they they haven't changed. It's just that the competition's got harder. Yeah, um, and so it it, it it's. You know it is a, it is a big deal to finish in the position where we finished because the points get the points we've took it's like well last season it got your second comfortable second second yeah. by two wins so it's it it's a lot of points and and the thing about you know you were saying before is that there's going to be movements across that top six well there will be because someone at some point if you're going on on this year's standings we we might get seventy six points again next year and so my fourth place might be seventy nine if if United get their act together. Yeah. And you know Arsenal have a change the manager or whatever they don't they'll just get seventy five again <laughs> that's what they do you know or seventy three or whatever it is but the, so that it it's a hard thing our league isn't it and and you've got to be really good and you've got to accept the fact that I think I think there's a difference between saying we're going to be Champions League every year and saying hang on what we're going to be is really good every year. I'm going to be. We're going to win stuff. I'm going to be in the position to qualify for the Champions League every year. The resilience thing. Come back to you on that. Actually, you know, the resilience thing's interesting in this, this uh, across the board in this because there's, there's there's resilience in games and then there's resilience game to game. In that the champions lost five games, they lost five games. We lost six. And the point about this is, they, they, well, firstly that they won more, and we'll come back to that in a minute. But that they also that we showed as well. You know, you're going to get beat in this league. Some, the, the champions got beat 2-1 around by Crystal Palace we got beat 2-1 around by Crystal Palace you're going to get beat by sides who we're all going to say afterwards you shouldn't get beat by but it's them being able to get your players in the players then look at each other in training on Monday morning and say right how do we how, how, how do we not let this keep happening I remember a Julia line uh, going back years going back before the treble season about good sides don't lose two games on the back to back and I think that there's you know, there's loads of truisms in football that stay true, but that's one of them. Good sides don't lose two games back-to-back. You will lose. And Ferguson was one of the best losers in the world, something Steve Armstrong always says in his spots on. They lose, and then right, everyone everyone gets back in, everyone gets it sorted out. And I think that's something that you've seen this season, when we've all been losing our heads, going, here we go again, what are they like, blah, blah, blah. They've gone, no, we're not like that, actually. We're actually not like that. You think we are, we're not. This is what we're going to do instead. I think... When you actually look at the, I've just looked at them. Then when when you look at the breakdown, the results over the year, and you, you know you lost six games or whatever. But I think one of the things we would probably be able to do next year is is not have a blip that just writes your season off. I know it, it it didn't do it this year, but it took us out of the equation of winning the league. Is that running results after you know in January, and I think the resilience we showed after that, after Leicester away, we've we've gone at like in excess of two points a game. Yeah. That, it's know. not felt like it to it's a lot of us felt like it, but we have but we have yeah and and so you know we've done really well we've done really well with the with the limitations that we've had and I think one of the things that they'll be focusing on next year is finding a way to not have them prolonged periods of 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 a season that can damage you that can damage you you know within the space of three or four weeks we went out of two competitions and seen our title chances just go and and I think one of the things that they'll probably focus on, one of the things that the back half of this season has has been about, is finding a way to make sure that that can't happen again in future. Okay, okay, what well, we're gonna lose money, sound. Let's find a way to win without him. What well, we're gonna lose, Coutinho, sound. Let's find. A, well, we're gonna struggle with our keeper, right? Let's get a keeper who can come in and be better. All of them things are, are learning blocks. And one of the things Klopp always says is the develop the process of being through this development is about learning for next season. And he constantly brings everyone to that, even the fans. Everyone to the same thing. It's about next season. So what are we going to do next season? Well, we'll use the experiences from this season, and we'll make sure that we don't repeat the things that happened last year. Because I mean, next season, you would think that we're not going to 
have the same level of success as we did over the top six teams because yeah. it was phenomenal. So next season we'll have a different challenge because we'll lose some of them games because you're bound to. It's just the law of average. At some point Man City will beat you. Man City will beat you because they're just better on the day because it's a toss of a coin. You're both really good and someone's going to get the luck of the draw or someone's going to get a pen or whatever it is. So next season will be a different challenge about well, let's just batter everyone. And then we'll see what happens in the top six games. And they, and I think what they're going to try and do is find a way to win games all the while instead of having that little period. And I think they'll have done a lot of work on what went wrong in that period. And he again, he mentioned it again yesterday in that interview afterwards. So it's clearly something that, the, that they've thought about and it's clearly something that they'll continue to think about. It, again, it's not like they're just all having a meeting now and oh, going, like no, what do we think of the season then, lads? Let's have a chat about that now. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're right, it's right. It's, it's an ongoing process. These are serious men. And I think that's the, the you know the main thing to take. John is in general, but, but, but before, but we're going to have a laugh in a minute because I'm going to talk about them going to Australia, which I still think is mad and they're going to have some hell of a, they're going to have a hell of a pint somewhere. But, uh, the, you know, there's the, the football club, it's got a seriousness of purpose. You feel as though there's everyone's, in, most people there are enjoying the work. You know, it's, it's, it's not that it's not a laugh as well but there's a genuine seriousness of purpose and that's one of the things you can take from the whole campaign yeah I think so and I think in terms of that's that's what Klopp's tried to reinforce at all you know his comments after the game that Gareth says and, and we're very different to his ones before his ones before it's like oh it's no big deal this you know it's, you know we've had a good season anyway and then after the game it was like yeah it, is a big, it was a big deal <laughs> and it was kind of like cat out the bag stuff and I think I think he, he he'll be reinforcing to all of them on this long flight to Australia that, that this is what we do now as a football club. This is where we are, and and next season we we, we kick on from here. We, you know we we're adding more points. We're, we're you know we're doing better in the cup. So it's not it's not you know disappointing semi final exits. It's it's trips to Wembley and stuff like that, and just reinforcing. And I think that's important that the, the for the players to feel like that they're on a journey as well because I think you know. If, when a football club loses, loses momentum, it, it's it can, it's a pretty dark place, and we we've seen that in the past with Liverpool. Whereas at the moment, I think this reinforces that, that as you say, Liverpool's as a, a football club, which is which is going to be involved in stuff, which is going to be part of the conversations, you know, in terms of trophies and and everything that we want them to be. You're yeah, happy, you're happy about that, aren't you? All of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, because I know because this is something you talk about a lot across all the shows that you that you do and that we do, and we, you know, you're very into the, you know, the the the, the club. Like I am, the club absolutely throwing its weight around, and yeah, being, yeah. And, and throwing its weight having around balls. in every sense, and throwing its weight around internally, and throwing it and just going, no, this is the, the, having balls. This yeah. is this is who we are. To what we're about, and, and I think Klopp's the fit. That's why Klopp remains the, the perfect fit for the job because, you know, as Ben was saying before, you you just you know you believe him. And you look, look how he look how he reacted to that first goal when it goes in. He's, he's like you know tearing his own hair out almost, just going like this is boss. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and like that's what it means to us as well. And and so you you know you don't look at him and you don't look at his team. All of them we were like very quite serious and determined fellas and think you know they're not doing their utmost to try and get Liverpool to where we want them to be. And I. It, it the the club just does feel in a good place now, and, and I, men, I know you mentioned it briefly before, but I, I wanted to make a point on the the Tony Barrett appointment in that you know I know Tony personally, I've worked with him, and he's a mate, and I know that he will not be in that role that he's being appointed to a, a, a patsy to the club. He will he will represent fans, and he will be honest to the club about what what they've done good and bad. He wouldn't have took it, would he? No, no. And I don't think I, I think you know he's I seen him before the match and after giving him a bit of stick for not telling me, um, we had a little chat about it like and 
Yeah, I, I, I think he goes in there and he's, he's, you know, he's a genuine fella. He absolutely loves the club, and the, and the club must know what they're getting. Like they're not getting a fella who's just going to go, oh, sound, yeah, is that what you want me to do? They're going to get a fella who'll push back the other way. But that's a positive thing. It's a, it's a good thing because you know they could, they could appoint some suit and just go, well, there you go, we've done it. There's the fans liaison officer, or they could appoint someone who everyone goes. That's a good appointment. That's a that's a, that's a fellow who does represent Liverpool fans, I, and that's what they've done. I think it's I think it's brilliant from the club because they don't have to do this type of stuff. No, they don't have to. No, no. And and you know, say what you want about FSG, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people slag them off, and a lot of people give them loads of grief. But I always had them. All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he well, yeah. yeah sure, all right. Have a nice day at the match yesterday with them, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but but say what you want about them, but they don't need to do this stuff. So there's clearly. They want to be well, the appointment of, of of Tony to to that role. For me, I'm reading it as well. We want to be the best that we can be in fan engagement. So how yeah. do we do that? We will get someone to tell us an accurate portrayal of how fans feel. We want that, the fans to feel like they're part of it. We yeah. want the fans to, to love. And the we club. want to know what the problems are, yeah. and we want to try and resolve them. And we want to we want to be the best we can be in terms of the fan experience. And for, for you know for years, football's felt. Like, that's the last thing that anyone wants, you know, in charge of a football club. They're not asked about the fans, most of them. Mm. And so this is, like, this is, like, such a good thing for the club, you know. And as you say, he wouldn't have took it if he, if he didn't feel able to, that they want. You know, we'll have had a brief, you know, whether it is, he'll have had a conversation, what do you want me to do? You know, what do you mm. want me to do? What, what do you think the role is? You know, and... He'll then have a conversation with himself and his family, you know, whatever, to say, you know, will I will I have the clout to do it? And he'll have, you know, he's got integrity to say, well, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go with this, and I reckon I'll. Doesn't need to do it either, Tony himself. To the club so, don't need to do it, and Tony doesn't need exactly, to do it. Exactly. So it's it's brilliant, and it, and it points to me is that the club is everything that Klopp says, and you know, people accuse Klopp of being a parrot of FSG and all this shit, and you know, but everything that he says rings as authentic as the club's in a good position, and that the appointments of. A disappointment for me just just reinforces that and, and but, but also like Klopp always talks about the fans doesn't he like yeah. literally every press conference he wants the fans to be part of it to play their part to be part of the journey to create fantastic atmospheres and all that and and the, you know Tony's new job you know feeds into that as well because it, 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 it will make fans feel like they're closer to, to the club, that they're appreciated by the club, that they're a part of the club. Not just it's not just something that's run separately from, from Chapel Street with people, you know, going through a revolving door and not caring what yeah, the people and looking on the after their think. own interest. Yeah. You know, yeah, you get yeah. a lot of that, people just looking after their own position. Because at the end of the day it's a job and they won't wanna they wanna keep the job and they wanna get a better job. I mean even you know, Tony's gonna to be based at Anfield, I think even that is is good. Because that's where yeah. the club is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's the community that it operates in. So so work in that community then. You know, I am not a big fan of them having uh, having a city centre office. I I think they should be based at the club, but but you know, that's just that's just one little side point. But so so when he said no, I'm gonna be based at Anfield, I was like, oh, that's great as well. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Boss could be on, on his own. I'm <laughs> a big massive stadium, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he put a set of big, desk up on the halfway line. <laughs> massive, massive set of keys. <laughs> so, also, the other thing you can take from it as well, as we said yesterday, you know, if you've got to, got to get someone to keep a secret to save your life, uh, I'll pick Tony Barrett going forward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he ends up doing the grass. <laughs> Because you go, you'll be able to resist, would you? Yeah. Sat on a big lawnmower. You boss that, would you? I've always wanted to go with that. Do you want to have a go with that, yeah, do you? Yeah, I want to go with that. Tony. 
I might have, you know, I seen a, I seen a film the other day. This is a, this is off like this is off just completely mad. But I was driving back from a from a, a from somewhere anyway. I'm driving down a, the new link road to Formby. And there was a fella cutting the grass with a remote control, like grass lawnmower thing. Whoa. But I mean, it sounds past, doesn't it? But he was walking behind it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? And he, I've done the same journey like a couple of days for work. And he's only done like one little line in the grass. <laughs> and it took him like a week. And then he, I was following my bed every week. All these fellas here again with his lawnmower. It's just like cutting one line. Oh, it's crap, isn't it? <laughs> Batteries have gone again. <laughs> <laughs> walking behind in full PPE, walking helmets on and everything like this thing's gonna run him over. It was amazing. <laughs> all right, then they all head off to Australia. Plus Cadigan, uh, McManaman, Agar, and Gerard. Uh, someone's having a pint here. It's. It seems like you know they must. You know, imagine being a player and you think right, the season finishes on the, on a Sunday, <laughs> and the, and and the clock. The manager's like, oh, we've, we've got to go to Australia. We've got to do it. Yeah, the club are like, come on. It's going to it's weird, like three or four million quid, whatever, just do it. The Australian fans, they love the Reds, they, they want to see you. They want to see you, just do it, it'll be, it'll be sound, and it seems like they've gone, all right, how can we make this as boss as possible? Let's get a load of lads who love playing for Liverpool, who, who are going to be sound, and love a bevy, and let's all get bladdered on the flight out there, and then see what happens. And and we'll play some of our lads, and but we'll play like McManaman and Gerard yeah. and Fowler. You saw like Gerard, uh, Carragher's going as well, so... You know, you weren't happy about him slaughtering you on Sky. You've got 24 hours on a plane with him there to get him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's hysterical. And I also want to see what Nick McManaman's in. Uh, in I still think he's probably doing Oh, he'd probably be great, but I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see what Nick McManaman's in massively because you've got to remember, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bit older than Carragher, for God's sake. Yeah. So uh, he's going to be... Um, it's, it's, I just can't wait to see it, really. It's going to be I'd love to know where people. they drew the line, like, do you can film Neil was on? <laughs> I reckon <laughs> Alan I'll Kennedy... Alan Kennedy was fucking all over them. He was absolutely all over them. Alan Kennedy desperate to play left back in this. Moreno's had to get a grip of him and say, no, 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 I need to get on the pitch somewhere. Let me. Who, who, who would he play? I don't know. I should really know this. Literally, be my job. I, I, I like, is it a proper game? I think it's a proper game, isn't it? I think it'd be mad. They bring McManaman on on seventy-five. <laughs> I love it's it. Be deep in. Well, it's one all. <laughs> He's looking at the box. He's looking at the bench. Moreno is like that, waving his arms. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mache. Mache, come on. You play left back. <laughs> <laughs> McManaman's the latest player to shift his position. <laughs> Another lad playing left back ahead of Moreno. <laughs> come on, boss. Um, all right. Uh, the next thing then is, well, you know, I just want to mention everything that we're doing here. Uh, you know, we've got full season reviews coming next week. We're going to be, I'm going to talk about transfers now, but on uh, on on our player, we'll have full season reviews next week. If you want to subscribe, theanfieldapp.com forward slash subscribe. We're also going to be covering potential transfers twice a week from next week with Rob Gutman and Paul Senior with you across the summer. Uh, we'll have all the usual goodness, all the great shows that we've got. It's five pounds a month. There's never been a more exciting time, I think, really, to be a Liverpool supporter since we've been doing this. Uh, you know, we've, we've we've covered a lot of defeats, uh, but we're. Uh, we're you know, it's never never got more sort of. It, it should be a great summer. So theanfieldapp.com forward slash subscribe. Other thing to point out as well, briefly, is we're we're having a look at changing the way in which we go about things for both sponsorship and partnerships. Uh, I know Gareth's put something on, on on a Facebook group, and if you want to uh, if you want to email, um, which of you wants the emails, John Gareth, do you want the emails? 
yeah, go ahead. John at theanfieldwrap.com. There you are. If you'd like to sponsor some aspect of what we do or partner up with us in some aspect of what we do, that's a it's a broad sentence, and we'll keep it as a broad sentence for now. But you know, all the stuff that we do, it's on the website. Uh, this this audio stuff, we do some video stuff. Uh, more than happy to turn up at any gaff and do a Facebook live and product all of that placement. sort of stuff. Sorry, product placements. Product placements. Yeah, yeah, loads of product placements. Uh, you Selling know, remote control lawnmowers. Yeah, week. <laughs> it's no accident he's told that story. <laughs> that's uh, not soft. No, no. When I give a code out at the end, uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, feels new fresh on the merch page. Yeah, feels like it's all accidental. Feels like it's all accidental. Transpires, it's not. Uh, and you can also buy a bit of our merchandise as well. So all that stuff's going on, and we'll we'll keep you abreast of it throughout the summer because we, we do because everything's content somehow. Uh, might, uh, might might get you to Facebook Live from the negotiations. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, moving all that along, then the next thing becomes buying all the players and. You know, the first thing to say, Ben, is the lads who've here have forged themselves a bit this season. We were talking about the, the, the tough games that they've had and the way the run's gone, and loads of them are coming out as well with reputations enhanced. I think everyone who's who's, who's had sort of 25-plus league games for Liverpool this season deserves, you know, deserves enormous credit. Uh, but there will be new lads because they can't play other games all the time. Yeah, and it, it's it's strange, and most the end of most seasons you think... Um, all right, there's going to be a big, you know, there's going to be a shift of players going out, and there's going to be a big shift of players coming in. And this season, you don't see many outs. I don't see many outs in the squad. You feel like we need to add about four or five players, like players you can play. You know, not, not first like team pro- players yeah, tomorrow. Not prospects, yeah, like lads who are an option right now. Um, and you think that looks pretty much like what the business is going to be. You know, whereas last year you had people who you desperately wanted short of. You wanted short of Ben Secker. You wanted short of. I'd be wanted short of a number of these fringe players, you know, because they you made the decision that they weren't good enough. I think this year there's not many that the manager will be looking at thinking, I can I can I can do without you. I think the I think the ones that he that he I think there's one Moreno will probably go because he looks not to trust them so much to play because he's yep. hardly played them. Um you struggle to think who else maybe? Like Kevin Stewart might go. Kevin Stewart, Clavin maybe. Clavin possibly, but then I, I'm not sure. I think we'll buy a centre half, but I think, think we'll you think we keep Lucas and Sturridge. I think the question marks on on Lucas and Sturridge, and I think it's down to it. The, 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 and I think the slightly difference. I think the Lucas thing is whether he wants to go or not. I think the manager will keep him. I think he'll he'll, he'll like having him around. I think he loves his character. Is a is a you know he's he's played him a lot in this run where we were solid. So I think he'll think. Been doing his badges as well. Yeah, so you know. so we'll have a, he'll have an eye on that and, his, and his, the quality of his character in the in the in the group and it'll all ju- it'll all fall on whether he's happy t- for the twenty games he might get, fifteen games he might get. Hmm. Um, Sturridge is a different one, and and, and if, if he hadn't played the last two games, I think we'd all be sat around this table saying he's definitely going to go. Hmm. He's played the last two games and he's not just played them; he's looked fit in the last two games. I thought, whereas when he's Showed when he's played previously in the season, and he's bits and bobs of starts and substitute appearances, he hasn't looked fit. He's looked like he's carrying something here, or he doesn't. He, you know, he can't run at times. Yeah. I think yesterday and and West Ham, he looked sharp and fit, and you you you'd be crazy to think that you'd ever consider getting short of him because to replace him with someone as good as him would cost you well more than what you'll get back in. But it's whether. The manager thinks it's whether the manager thinks he's a viable option. As one of the lads we were with yesterday, Rob said, said a great point is is it's 
you'd keep him if you got 20, 20 games a season and we were all like yeah and he said the problem is you can't pick which games yeah. he said if you could pick the, if he said to yeah, him yeah. he's fit all season you give us 20 games it'd be great the problem is you can't pick the games that, that you want him for because when, because coincidence yeah. you know unlucky whatever but when Coutinho was out and we needed him he just got a knock and didn't play for six weeks he gets a knock when Coutinho gets a knock when Coutinho gets the injury first half of the season he gets a knock in the week leading up to that injury and yeah. not on the bench and Origi gets in Origi bangs some goals scores in, but four and five but, some, doesn't play, but doesn't play well and Sturridge would have got on you the thought Sturridge would have been ahead of him yeah and, that, and that's, the, that's the question is whether the manager is happy to say okay well he's brilliant but will I be able to pick him when I want to pick him and, and it'll all hinge on that I think He's got two years left, hasn't he? I mean, he was asked about it, and that's what, that's what he said. Yeah, I've got two years left, so I'm happy there, at there the club. It's down to them. Yeah, I basically. want to play more, but it's not. Just, it's not just down to those two factors, though, as well. It's, it's down to who might want him. Um, I think that's that's huge as well. I mean, again, there's no, you know no secrets in football. Everyone's seen what's happened, and, and probably everyone can join up the dots and go. Well, he probably wanted to play more games than that, didn't he? And you know, there were there were times. You know, I think it's worth remembering the times where he didn't pick him. Mm. You know what I mean? He was fit, and and, yeah. Klopp, and Klopp chose not to pick him. And, and and basically, you know, you looked at it and you thought, well, Firmino's the number one there now, and not him. So it, it's whether he can accept that as well, uh, or whether he thinks. And I, I'm kind of inclined to think that he thinks I'm better than just kicking around at a club. I, I I should be playing. I also think there's something in the in the you know he didn't play he didn't play a lot the start of the season when he was fit. Um, because of the way we played, it didn't necessarily mm. shoot him. The, yeah. the the interchanging, the the flu, you know the hard work rate for me, you know, to create space for Mane and Coutinho and Lana and Ronaldo and whatever, didn't necessarily shoot Sturridge. And whenever he whenever he come on, he didn't really do that well. Yeah. So you could understand the manager not playing when we're playing this shape because there's no point because you, you, we're better at it and we don't really need you. And it's whether the manager, you know, given the given the pragmatism he's shown in the last two months it's whether the manager next season to manage that period of the season when it starts getting you know to, if we get, we're going to have European football or even to deal with sides who are just going to come in and sit deep exactly it's whether he go, he, has, he thinks well we need to do something different than, than plan A every week yeah. because we're, it's every three days and it's we're going to be knackered by January again so what how, how are we going to approach it what's our strategy and it's whether the manager thinks well we're not just going to do that this year for the fair you know all year and we're not going to do a variance on that. We're going to be a lot more pragmatic and Sturridge will play when we do X, Y, Z. When we play with a diamonds, he might play. But then that throws you back to what you said was Rob's point before, which is, but you can't pick the 20 you can't games. can't choose the games. Yeah. And that's that's the killer. And I think that was a big deal in, when we lost Manny as well. I think, you know, I wasn't too worried about it approaching it because I was thinking, you know, there's, there's, there's Sturridge and Origi kicking about and maybe I was expecting us to maybe try something with a diamond then. It didn't. It didn't happen for for a variety of reasons, really. But one of them was was was, was storage and picking up knocks and things like that. And I think a lot of it will come down to how he how he wants to play next season. And when we spoke to the manager last summer, um, he he was he was he was sort of one of the things he said was he's not married to a formation, you know. And he was he was playing a four three three in, in pre season then, but he was saying you know don't don't necessarily expect that I'm going to do that all year. And then he sort of did. Um, and I think one of the things we're going to, we're going to do, I know we're going to do season reviews and stuff with the Anfield app, but I think one of the things where maybe we could have done a bit better was was sticking with the formation when the when the players weren't there, and, and maybe maybe that's something he'll look back on and go, could I have could I have brought in a diamond at a different time? Could I have altered the formation? I don't think he's, I don't think he is married to four three three, and I don't, I, but, but I don't know what what he'll see as his ideal formation next season. I think whatever that is. 
um, you know, it'll be might might end up determining whether storage stays or not, not necessarily as in due record. Okay. Um it's gonna talk a lot about transfers, just one quick around the table. One player you think we will buy and why you think that player will be that why you think we'll either we'll want that player and why you think we'll get him. Uh, and as we begin to sort of sum all this up. Uh, but thank you very much indeed for uh, for all for, for the three people in the room who've all soldiered through uh today, uh when uh, when I think everyone's a bit worse for wear and me making them do some something that wasn't on the agenda now probably isn't going down well mentally at the minute. <laughs> I, think, I think John's about to throw me out the window. Um Gareth, who would you have? Who who do you think who do you think who, who do you think is coming and why? I think I think we're getting Van Dijk. I know that it sort of cooled a little bit and and you know, talk of Chelsea and all that sort of thing, but I think I think it seems that was one that they've chased chased them for a long time. There's been a lot of conversations, you know, reporters who you trust, Paul Joyce, etc. Uh, you know, they've they've often made that link over and over again as them being a top priority. And also little things have come out about I can't I can't quite remember from where to be honest, but just the idea that Liverpool are prepared to pay as well. Mm. Like, you know, this is a fellow we want, I'm prepared to pay. And uh, and I think that's that's huge. And Klopp again in that press conference, money got brought up and he went and he just went, We've got money. And I was like, Go ahead, lad. You know what I mean? So I I, I think that'll happen. I I, I I see that happening. Um and you know, people fumed in the about Lovren getting that new contract. And I, I was all right with it because I thought I don't necessarily think it means he plays every week. It just means he's got a contract. Uh, it <laughs> means he's happy not to play every week. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I know that's the other point is that you know historically Liverpool have had to get shorter players who were on good who were on good money or cause, or who, who couldn't play it. like Crouch. Yeah. Crouch would have stayed with offer more money. Benitez yeah, yeah. said as much. But quite, could, quite but, we let go because of his yeah, contract. We Max, said, we let go because of his contract. But we, but we made the decision. Said to him, "You're not going to play," and and the, and the bunch. Isn't there to say I'll just be happy on the bench with yeah. hundred grand or whatever? So, who were you saying? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we were in the boozy yesterday after the game, and we were like, we, you know what? It's like, oh, I've heard X, Y, Z. I've heard this. I've heard that. I've heard that's done. And there's a table sat over the shoulder from us listening, and like one of the lads just started saying all mad names. Oh, it's a Mary Great done. I've heard, I've heard it. And this lad was like, oh, it's a Mary Great. Just said the Mary Great done it. <laughs> we're just talking nonsense. John Barnes is signing on Monday, playing a game in Australia. Um, who do I think's done? I don't know. I'll say the centre mid from Light, Light Big or whatever. Leipzig. Red Bull. Yeah, just because um, I've seen a thing on a stats, and again, I could be bollocks because I didn't read it really. I've just seen a, a, a pie chart. I'm like, fucking Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just seen a pie chart and a few like stats and thought, yeah, he's signing because he's boss. But his, his stats are the same as like Coutinho or Lalana's or one of our midfielders. So yeah, get him. Uh, I think <laughs> that's got a boss pie chart. What, it might have been the fella who's the head of the scouts, my so friends or whatever. So funny it is, like you know, this is in, uh, in all documentation that the rumor came out that they got to keep mentioning Donald Trump's name so he pays attention, <laughs> and it very much feels like the same should be could be said for you. <laughs> Throughout oh, the world, like. I agree with that. Yeah. So get him. Gonna uh, get slaughtered here, aren't we? By all these lads who say we should watch every football match four times and know about every single player we've been. Yeah, he doesn't through. even know what the name of this fella is. I, I, don't, even know, Leipzig. I don't even know Leipzig. I, I, seen, I said the name wrong and then you, just clarified with Red Bull. You see, you see, you <laughs> see, you see, one, you see one, one. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the American. You see one pie chart, uh, one pie chart, and that's enough for him. Uh, you'd be an easy sell on that transfer committee. We're going to play that game soon as well. You best, be good. You best sign him. I'll, I'll sign. I'll get champ on my phone uh, for a bit and then see what everyone's like. Kibbo, uh, Kibbo, <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Not committing to more than a month. Three. Um, I, I I went to uh, 
uh, event with Steven Gerrard last week and he was asked uh, who do you think will buy and who would you like to buy and his answer to both of them was Van Dijk which I found was quite interesting Um, he was quite sort of balls out and I think he's a terrific player I liked them the the first time I saw him and it's good that they're willing as Gareth says to pay for for the one that he wants if he's the first choice then if he's brilliant then just pay the money and so I think I think he will make a big difference to us I think and you know I think it's a bit of a statement signing as well if 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 you can do it quick Okay, great stuff. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Anfield Wrap this week. Ben Johnson, John Gibbons and uh, Gareth Roberts. Uh, I've been Neil Atkinson. Liverpool are back in the top four. It's the bare minimum, but it was the thing we all hoped for. Sports Social Podcast Network.